calling all baby faces and heels alike. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, your place for all things comedy, combat, and wrestling. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Working Fans Podcast. Or you can email us at workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. If you're an audio listener, we encourage you to check out our YouTube. Wherever you listen, please make sure you like, rate, review, and subscribe. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Working Fans Podcast. All right, everybody, it's the Working Fans Podcast, and today we have a special guest who's only been going at it for about a year, but she's ready to go, Mrs. Carmen Chaos. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Thank you for having me. No, no problem. So you've only been doing this for a year. Were you always a fan of pro wrestling? I was. Ever since I was like four, the first match that I actually remember seeing is, of course, the iconic King of the Ring, Undertaker, Mankind. And what's oh. funny is that there's little old me there, and we're all there watching. My parents were horrified. <laughs> just yeah. mortified. And sure. I, I just turned to them. I go, I want to do that. <laughs> they were like, okay, we'll see. And the dream never died. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's a hell of a first impression, though. Like to see that oh, match. Oh, for sure. And the more that like I learned about that match as I like grew up and how like things got really real during that match. And I'm like, man, I I just now think about it as like a worker. And I'm like, I cannot imagine number one falling off of a cell. Number two, mm. going back and being like, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this crazy chaos. I mean, and Terry Funk being involved in that too. And oh. <laughs> yeah, just total nuts. I think it's funny. So, like, my first introduction to wrestling was it's always that those moments, right? Like, I'm older. So it was Jimmy Snooker getting cracked in the head with a coconut, which you found oh, out was like, wow. yeah. So it's just like those shock moments tend to be, I think, if you tune in at the right time, right? They just like, I'm in. I don't know what this is, but I'm in. You know? Oh, for sure. And I, of course, played the like Legends of Legends of Wrestling games. So, of course, whenever I saw that, of course, I had to look back and be like, all right, so what is this about? And then I went, oh, a man got hit with a coconut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous if you say it out loud. So, besides, like, you know, I'm taking who were some of your favorites growing up then? Okay, favorites. So, it's funny because, you know, you have your all-time best, which is like The Rock, Stone Cold, this and that. But the main people that I focus on, for me, it, the women's wrestling, even back then, that was still my like oh. highlight. So of course, Trish Stratus, Lita, you know, is the two main ones. But also, I was a big fan of like the like underdogs, like Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson. Like I always, I always just like, I think the thing was that since, you know, Growing up, I couldn't just be like, hey, dad, I want a Barbie. So I was like, hey, dad, can I have this women's wrestling figure? It's close enough. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, all right, so you're a big fan and you're following all these people and you start to love it. Now, when do you decide, okay, you already wanted to do it at four, we already had kind of that, but when do you decide, okay, when does it get a little serious? And when do you start thinking about breaking in and when do you? make that move in the last year obviously but how does this yeah. all come about i definitely think that i'm now starting to get actually comfortable in the ring and stuff and i'm getting comfortable with like who i am so i think that literally it could take off anytime because my goal is that i want to be the first ever trans woman signed to wwe and that would be like a huge thing so yeah. i would love to be that like person to be you know, kind of like a beacon of hope because a lot of people don't really understand people like me. And I can kind of show that, you know, 
we can not only be, you know, big and strong, we can also be, you know, pretty feminine and things like that. So it's kind of like a good mix. And I would love to be that kind of person to like, you know, for kids who want to grow up in, you know, who, who want to be like me and things like that. They can be like, Oh, there's actually somebody doing it. (laughs) Praise the trail. Absolutely. So I'll ask you then, would you say so far in the wrestling business as Everybody been supportive? Have you had some pushback? I mean, you know, it's the real world. People are always... Oh, yeah. Real yeah. world, for sure. Luckily, where I'm at, you know, you'd think small town churches is where we, like, mainly wrestle. You'd think it'd be yeah. pretty bad. I was like, I, I, know my, I know my first match, I was so nervous. I was like, oh, no, this is it. Well, the guy before me is cutting his um, promo, and they're like, we all know who you really came to see. And they started chanting my name. And I'm like... Oh. And our promoter just looked. I said, "Are they? Are they chanting for me?" And of course, like they made it like a little bit and stuff. But I was there, and I, I was not expecting to be over at all. I was expecting mm. crickets, especially in a Pentecostal church right. <laughs> in a small town in West Virginia. I was like, "There is no way I'm gonna." Get here. <laughs> they cheered like John Cena entered the building, and that's awesome. I just afterwards, I looked and I went, "Did that really just happen?" He went. I went, I would never guess that a trans woman would be so over in a small town, but luckily like workers and stuff having great, the promoter I have big time wrestling, Freddie Cornell is honestly like, he's the best person that I could have backing me because he's very protective of me. Like he makes sure that, you know, nothing is going to happen because of, because of who I am. And I think honestly, like, especially where I'm at, I couldn't be anywhere else. Hmm. So that's really cool. So shout out to Freddie. He's oh, big shout out to yeah. Freddie. Big yeah. Freddie. He goes. You'll laugh. He goes by Fatzilla. So <laughs> that's good. That so man can laugh at himself too. That's good. That's important. Oh, he he's been in the business for about twenty six years, and the biggest thing that I got was that I had like a tryout there, and I was like, you know, this is gonna be great. I was I was excited, nervous. Well, I go in, and they didn't know that I was a trained amateur wrestler too so oh. he was like he was like oh let's see how you do let's see what what you would do in a shoot and i laughed uh, i was like well i don't want to hurt him and they're like oh you don't want to hurt him so he thought you know he was all tough <laughs> and started you know going in well i did a double leg takedown immediately right <laughs> right like they, they just all had a stunned face like did that really just happen and then it's even better because during the like training i sent a facebook message before just to be sure like hey are you okay with, you know, LGBT people? Because believe it or not, even training was hard for me because a lot of schools would be like, nope, I'm good. Like, Whoa. oh, okay. Well, they didn't know that I was a trained, a trained literal athlete. So right. it's funny now because he, I, I bust my ass, honestly. Like I'm in there day in, day out trying to get as much training as I can. And he said to me, he was like, in 26 years, I haven't seen anybody pick it up as fast as you have. He's like, you, you, you bust yourself. And I'm like, that's my goal is to be the best at everything I do. So obviously I have to be, I have to be the one, you know, first in, last one out. Sure. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I think there's an athlete I heard somewhere. I can't remember. I think it was a fighter, but he said something about, I'm not better than anybody. I'm just more obsessed about this than anybody. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, that's the key, right? Just to keep working. Now, do you have some other interests that you're involved in right now too, or is it just, you're all in eggs in one basket or how's this? I actually, you know, I'm kind of eggs in one basket, but I had my first photo shoot last Saturday and yeah. it was crazy because I'd never, I never even gotten senior pictures. Yeah, okay. It was, it was weird. I was just like, yeah. 
well, here I go, photo shoot. And it feels even better because I was like, I've worn a swimsuit two times in my entire life. Here we go. <laughs> and it's so great because because the guy I was there working with, he did a fantastic job. And he's there and he goes, you look like a like cover of a magazine. And he's like, are you sure you haven't done this before? I said, I've literally worn a swimsuit two times in my life. <laughs> he just cracked up. He was like, he was like, I'm just shocked. You're just so, you're just so humble. I was like, I was like, I just, I just was here and I was like, all right, I guess this is what this, this is what we're doing. <laughs> do you, do you find you're someone who takes instructions well? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so like, if somebody gives you something, you're one of those people, like you can kind of adapt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's like, uh, in the ring, basically, if you really, if you really think about it, it's just like dance instructions. Mm -hmm. Because if you're able to listen and you're able to like learn and you're able to follow through with 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 actually working, then you can actually put on a hell of a match. My last match was probably the best match I've had. We did Rana spots, power bombs, mm -hmm. like and especially in like women's in women's wrestling today, that's more frequent. But especially in indie in indie wrestling around here, women's wrestling, it's it's hard to find that. And the right. girl and the girl we have now, she, I've never been out, outpowered and she outpowered me for sure. She was so strong, but I'm ready for, I'm ready for round two for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious now, do you have, I mean, you're very newest, but have you have a certain like favorite people to work with already right for now? Yes, I, I do have a few. Number one is probably Anastasia Morningstar. She is a multi, multi-champion right now. I think she has three belts currently. So she's, she's pretty good. She's from, she's from the Bronx. She, she uh, travels in with, with the group that comes in for RM shows and she's just incredible. There's, there's her, there's Ari Alexander is also a, a fantastic, fantastic talent. She's in the OVW. She's constantly working trying to get better and her and her dad she's a second generation and her and her dad have been nothing but great that's awesome now are you working for just big time wrestling right now are you doing a couple of mm -hmm. promotions when you uh, okay. yeah i'm mainly working for them i'm gonna start you know traveling and stuff once once you know mainly all this COVID stuff this COVID yeah. stuff is making it hard but right what a time to break in <laughs> oh yeah that's 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 exactly what I thought, and you know, for, for for me to train during that time though was actually perfect because for sure. her, you know, there wasn't there wasn't anything else to do. <laughs> the right. world was shut right. down. Yeah, it's almost it takes a little bit of pressure off too. It's not like oh, you're being thrown sure. right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Ha now you still need, have you avoided injuries so far? Uh, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, and one time I went for a top rope hurricanrana, Alita Karana. And I was there and there was a little slip up and I got a concussion and I had a hemorrhage in my left eye. Right. I've never heard of a eye hemorrhage, anything like mm -hmm. that. So then I was there and I was like, okay, well, I'll just go to the eye doctor because I knew blurred vision can happen if you get a like concussion. So I just thought it was that. But yeah. after like two weeks, it didn't go away. So I was like, I'll just hmm. go and get it checked out. Well, then I'm there and they go, you need to go to a retina specialist immediately and i was like what do you mean immediately they said no like right now this is urgent i said okay you know i went and they said that i had bleeding in my in my left eye that it basically filled with blood so okay. then i had to get i was like i was like well they'll probably just drain it out or something they're like yeah we'll have to have it fixed with injections like, okay you know i was thinking like a shot in the arm nope yeah. right, right right into my eyeball 
like I'm like, do it for wrestling, do it for wrestling. And they put these eye stirrups basically in my eyeball that just holds it open. No, I got numbing eye drops. So you can imagine I was pretty scared whenever I see a syringe come out. I said, oh, yeah. oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just talking casually to me. He's like, so what kind of music do you like? I'm like, I cannot even make words right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Now, actually, on the subject of music, do you, I know some people do this. Do you have a routine before like a match gets started? I know some people listen to music or something. Like, do you have like a routine or? You, you know what I like to do the most, which I find is a lot is a lot better. I talk to my opponents. Ah. <laughs> that is the that is the best thing I can say. You know, I've had uh, matches where I've had five minutes to talk to them, and that's not uh, great. But right. I've had some that are like to where I can actually, you know, call spots and stuff, and that's why I always. It's always kind of like the locker room we have is like a hangout because, you know, we want to put on the best show as we can, as we can possible. And it's kind of hard whenever, you know, you don't see the person that you're going to face and you don't have right. any kind of talk. So it's like, well, <laughs> I guess we're going to go call it on the fly. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, I guess is good to be in that adversity. But yeah, right. That's a great habit, I would imagine. Just talking to your opponent before the match, getting to know them better. And obviously the chemistry should be better, you would think, too. 100%. It's in... I'll be honest, it's been different for me because, you know, with the whole with the whole trans thing, I've also learned that, you know, we're still in the age where we do have people that are accepting, then we have people who are kind of stand, very standoffish. Yeah. And I'm just like, so then I kind of like learned how to like balance the two because I'm like, all right, you know, but luckily with those people that are like standoffish and stuff, I just think that, you know, with the world moving forward, like, this is a moving forward situation. Like, you need to view this as, like, a chance to grow. Right. And also, at the end of the day, nobody wants to see somebody get hurt. This isn't a mm -hmm. shoot fight. Right. Like, I'm like, I want to put on a great match. You want to put on a great match. That's what we should do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it was William Regor or somebody used to say, I hit hard, but in safe places. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, suspend disbelief. But, yeah, nobody wants to legit see anybody get, like, beat up. Oh, That's no. Not, no. I watch MMA for that. <laughs> and I've had like I've had like people from where like I'm more I'm more fit and stuff. They'll they'll act like I'm some kind of machine and I'm like <laughs> I'm literally a hundred and forty pounds. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like I am not a machine by any means. <laughs> now, how have been like the promos aspect of it? Do you enjoy that? Is it a little more challenging? How's that? I like it a lot because yeah. I used to actually host drag shows. So then okay. what people don't actually realize is that how much like talking on the mic is honestly like it's stage presence. So right. if you have, if you have stage presence already, it's funny cause our, my very first day I was there and we had a little promo, a little promo contest. They're like, all right, we want to see who could have the best promo. I actually won nice. <laughs> on my first day. And they were just like, she was incredible. <laughs> I was like, yeah, thank you. They went, how did you do that? I went, oh, I used to host shows. They were like, makes sense. <laughs> I know from talking to some comedians, too, that a few used to wrestle. And they said wrestling helped them with comedy just because they were used to talking on the mic, being in front of people. So, yeah, I guess you're correct. There you go, stage presence, right? Just being oh, up yeah. in front of people. Yeah. Oh, so. you can't see, you can't have a personality of watching paint dry because, right. I mean, I've seen somewhere like, 
I'm like, honey, maybe, maybe microphone is not for you. Right. right. <laughs> and what's funny is that in the aspect of wrestling and drag, it was the same thing because some people w- would go to host and mm-hmm. they would be watching paint draw where we're like, maybe hosting's not for you. <laughs> now, I'm curious. It's like, would you say, because, you know, having, like you said, it's not, everybody's not accepting of you being trans. And so it's difficult sometimes at certain situations, but having that, you know, being trans, do you think that helped you in some ways, like, like to make your dream to be a pro wrestler? Like, you know, there wasn't, you know what I mean? Like you're used to facing difficult situations maybe. Yeah. I, I, I honestly do mainly yeah. because, you know, it, it adds not only a, it adds a difference and the difference between me and somebody else is that they could honestly milk this and be like, I'm a trans wrestler, blah, blah, blah. But people like Nyla Rose and stuff have shown that it's great to have ability behind it. You don't want right. to just be known as one thing and just be like, but how are you in the ring? And you're like, Oh, I'm garbage. <laughs> you right, know? Right, like right. I don't, I, I don't want that to happen. I want to show that not only if I'm given this chance that I can be able to just go above and beyond what people expect me to do. Absolutely. And this is a real life passion for you too. Right. Right. So, and that is one thing is that I, I find it hard is that in, you know, in wrestling and mainly in any job, you know, some people have a passion and some people don't, man, I don't understand how, like, how, like some people are just like, I guess we're going to go out here. I'm like, listen, I am pumped for this show. I went, I had my first ever Lucha show and those things are wild. Mm. <laughs> Let me just tell you, those things are the craziest shows I've ever been to. They have music playing. They had shots. They had everything. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, what is happening? So then not only that, I'm facing this one girl that I've been like waiting to face because I've seen her matches. I've seen her work and she's a great worker. I took my first ever back chops. And for mm. people who people who think this stuff is all fun and games, I've never taken a back chop. <laughs> I sold them really well because I was in pain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she cracked up because because after she went, You never taken one? I said, Oh no. <laughs> no, that was my first time getting smacked in the back besides a brother giving me a five star. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, you think about the backdrop too. Yeah, like falling on. Yeah, that does sound oh. like that could be one of the more painful moves, especially if you're not used to that. <laughs> it was funny too because I was there. I was there thinking to him like a sit out powerbomb would would have probably hurt. Honestly, the way like it landed, everything went. It felt like a cloud. I was still knocked mm. a bit, but it felt a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. That's good. At least you had someone in there that was, you know, can handle and was did a professional, right? At the end of the day. Oh my God, she yeah. can handle me all right because I, <laughs> like I said, I'd never been out, been out muscled because I like to think of myself as a pretty fit person. She caught me, so I went for a a um, Nikki James Rana out of the yeah. you know corner. I went for. It. I was like, all right, here I go. She caught me. Huh? I was hung upside down, so I'm hanging there, and I'm like. She just out muscles and just picks me up. And I'm there like, oh my God, this girl is insanely strong. And you know, especially picking up anybody from that, from that angle and that weight, man, she is, I'm going to have my hands full because <laughs> now I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we have a, we, we have a feud going and it's great because, you know, I want to be the first ever person, you know, as a, as a trans person to hold a title in our state. That's a big challenge. Sure. Because she's holding the belt. 
<laughs> now, have you done? I mean, you know, some singles, man. Have you done tag matches? Have you done? I like, have. I had a tag match with with a, a Ari against Paige Jones and um, Jocelyn Jocelyn Navarro. Jocelyn is a great is a great talent too. I wish I had a chance to be one on one, but I just I just then got cleared. So then so then basically I had to say basically sorry Ari, you're gonna do uh, most of the match. <laughs> <laughs> she said too. She was like, oh yeah, that's fine. Because I mean. She's tough. I mean, she can, she can hang in there. So then, so then, basically, I was there, you know, as the as the hot tag. But she was, she was great. Jocelyn, I don't know if uh, you've seen her work. She does not work to Thunder Thunder Rosa. They, okay. They apparently had a hell of a match. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, to watch it because because yeah. man, she she's a tough girl too. I took a German suplex uh, right, right after that and. What's funny is that I don't, you know, it's a show. Like, I want to put on the best I can. I wasn't thinking sure. about my head or anything like that. People went, you just came, you just got cleared after a concussion. You're here taking a German. I said, yeah. It's <laughs> 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 <Yeah, sure am. laughs> funny. Yeah, Thunder Rosa, I mean, she's really kind of a pioneer right now. I mean, she's got her own female promotion. I've had girls on it. I think uh, Shauna Reed was one. She worked with her at one point, and uh. she was so excited just to work. With Thunder Rosa, because like she got to do one of those AEW dark spots, and uh, yeah, Haley Shadows, her tag team partner. I yeah. also had a, I think it was my fifth match with her, oh. and she was, she's a, she's a tough girl too. She yeah. came out with that whole mask thing on, and <laughs> I'll, imagine a church. <laughs> right, there. right. I forgot about that. Right. She was already like it. It's definitely helped me get pushed because she looked like the devil. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> It's actually nice that it's a non-wrestling, but nice to see churches and everything being more supportive and in certain areas. I know, like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say, like, I'm the same way, though. Like, I drove by this church the other day, and they had, you know, together, we all can make it. They had the rainbow colors and everything. I'm like, that's really cool. I was not expecting to see that from the awesome. church. Yeah, but I'm like, great. all right. Yeah. Past has, the past has basically shown there's always a kind of blood feud between LGBT and churches. Yeah. But it's so. so great to see, like, us trying to, you know, move forward instead of move back. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. And a lot of times those things can be, uh, you know, other oh, people can touchy. fall right. Very, yeah. very touchy. Yeah. So it's nice that, you know, we have groups standing out, like, even if it's just a small church saying, hey, that can be what other people think, but we're not about that. So, like, that's yeah. Cool. We yeah, we we actually have a local pride group here that that we have some great some great people running in. You know, we try to do our do our part in you know educating people on you know trans people and gay people and pronouns and things like that because that's the main problem is that it's just a lack of knowledge. Like mm -hmm. it's not that they don't like it; it's just that they don't know about it. Mm -hmm. They just don't. They we fear what we don't understand. Yeah. Then if you try to help them and be like, if you want to understand. It's right here for you. You just got to mm -hmm. want to. Yeah. But of, course, but of course, some people are just like, I'm good. <laughs> There's a gentleman, I, I'm blanking out on his name. He was on Joe Rogan a while back. An African-American gentleman, he converted like something like 200 KKK men. And he would meet with these people and he'd talk to them. And he'd keep having conversations and conversations. And eventually one of them, they'd end up like, this is stupid. I don't want to be in the KKK anymore. And he had converted so many people. And I thought, wow, what a tolerant person, first of all. That is so awesome. Right. That, <laughs> you know, is, I'm like, that, that, that is incredible. I've never, I've never understood, you know, like, I 
even as a person like me, I have no room to judge anybody. Then I've never understood judgment because like, especially, you know, in other communities and stuff, I'm like, so you know what it's like to be judged, but you right. don't judge me. <laughs> like, right. you know how hurtful things can be. So then you're like, you know what? I'm going to have, I, I'm all cool with these people, but I'm not cool with these people. I'm like, that's, yeah. that's not good. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, insanity sometimes when you think about it. I do want to ask you now, as far as wrestling goals, what are some of your short-term goals right now? Short-term goals, I want to become the first ever BTW Women's Champion that yep. is trained. And I will be the first professional wrestling champion in our state that has that has been trans. And that is my ultimate goal is to then be, to then be able to show, especially like people around here, where surprisingly... Huntington has one of the most positive, like, gay communities in, like, the nation. Like, we got ranked for it. So it is it is great to see that, you know, I, I could also bring, like, a different aspect. Because it's cool that, you know, we have drag and we have the events that we can have. But they've also shown, like, support being like, oh, if you want to see wrestling. And people's like, what? They, they have a trans wrestler? like yeah and you know it makes people you know know that you know being gay and being trans is no longer the kind of punchline that it was in 2004 oh sure yeah. right the yeah. old rico and charlie haas storyline oh yeah 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 thousand percent yeah it's interesting to see but there's a lot of it is a huge gay and lg because like effie is out there doing his thing and there's so Big many fan. yeah Big fan. <laughs> i i literally woke up one day and i was like is this the effie that added me on facebook i said oh my god <laughs> so that's, this is my big moment uh him sunny kiss yeah kira hogan just amazing amazing talents yeah. kira i'm of course a huge fan because any girl that you know goes out there with her face painted and like you know and by painted that's what we basically call you know a face full of makeup you know she has yeah. her she has her eyeshadow done. She she always has her hair like snatched, like laid. So I'm like, <laughs> I I I respect the hustle. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, she's great. Now, what would you say so far has been the best advice you received in wrestling? Best advice that I have received. So the promoter and me have talked like a lot, you know, because as you can probably imagine going through this like journey, there's been many ups and downs. He gave me the the best that the best that I can you know think about. He said, "You're such a positive influence on so many people." He was like, "Why focus on one person that doesn't like you?" He said, "You're just being you," and he's like, "Keep being you." So then I've just learned that I can't really, you know, I can't I I can't change people, but I can happily keep pushing forward because it, if anything, the more that I push and the more that I try to be actually me and be who I am. There will be a day where, you know, like how in the past with racism and things like that, things are going to change. Yeah. Like the world is always moving forward. So then there will be a time where it'll be like, which side of history do you want to stand on? Do you want to be on the side that wants equal for all or not? And I think that that's, that's kind of going to be that wake up call for like, you know, and also I've learned in the best way, there's, there's some people I can't even, I can't even worry about. I'm just like, right. you know, if you're here, luckily though, I have not had a single bit of like crowd feedback that's been negative. I'm super over. Yeah. <laughs> like I can say that is incredible because that was a big fear of mine. I was like, oh, I'm going to get some, something's going to get chanted. Something's going to get back. <laughs> but no, they've been honestly 
fantastic. Like, I would not want to imagine what would happen if something were to get chanted because the crowd is pretty, it's pretty over on me. So I'll be like, I'll probably just laugh, honestly. I'll be like, oh, no. <laughs> I think it's like something, uh, they had these clips somebody played. I think if somebody yelled something at Il Shirai, where they're like, go back to China. And she's like, I'm Japanese, bitch. And then she turned back around like that. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. Io's amazing too. The yeah. the way that she can like fly and stuff. I'm like, how does she do that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything you want to leave us with? Promotion, you know, social media. Uh, yes. So you can catch any of my matches on the Big Time Wrestling YouTube page. You can literally type in BigTimeWrestling.com and you will find us. And also, you can find me on Facebook, Carmen Beck. You will also see right under Carmen Chaos. So that way, you know, it's me. And also got Twitter, Instagram, all of them. If you type in Carmen Chaos, I'm sure I'm sure you'll find me. <laughs> and hopefully all that stuff will be still working. <laughs> so. Oh, for sure. The world yeah. went down. <laughs> yeah. Carmen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I've loved having you on. This was a great conversation back and forth. Thank you for your time and we'll do it again. Thank you. Anytime. See you later. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82designs, 482designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82designs, at F-O-U-R, 82designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, if the light years look better than our first one, also, like, the vibe the washer and dryer, they look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. It's the Working Fans Podcast with the man they call Dave and AJ Strange Brew, who's on assignment. He's coming up here. We're going to talk. We're live in Technicolor, baby. Top indie prospects. AJ might be frozen now. I'm not sure. Oh, no, he's here. he's here. All right, so AJ, since you're on the road, I'm going to hit you with some lists, and I'll ask you for a little feedback, and see what we do. We'll start off with Scott from Voluntown. All right. Remember, this top indie prospects. He's got Effie, Daniel Garcia, Calvin Tankman, Janai Kai, Alex Zane, and he said this alternate for him was Jordan Oliver. And if our Garcia gets signed before this, Josh Bishop. Now, looking at that list, I don't know if Garcia is signed, but big fan of that kid, huh? Oh, absolutely. Garcia, the kid's got a bright future. If he could put on a couple pounds, it's going to be even more impressive. I thought you might go there. That's all right, though. Yeah, he's definitely he's great at everything he does. He's definitely he's good at selling, and he's got the Nasty Boys little brother with him. So he's just definitely. never, never trust a guy with really skinny legs. Yes, <laughs> you and that damn skinny legs. All right, we got Randy Osga here. He's got Alex Hammerstone, Casey Lennox, VSK, Speedball Mike Berry, AR Fox, and Jimmy Lloyd. Okay, Hammerstone. It's ha- Hammerstone's not an indie. He works for MLW and he's their heavyweight champion. Well. 
All right. That being said, he does not have skinny legs. No, but no. he's also not an indie. He's also not an indie prospect. So you would not consider him because he's an MLW an indie prospect. Absolutely not. All right. All right. Well, then let's go to. Uh, they, they, have, they, have, they have national TV, and he's their heavyweight champion. He's not a freaking indie prospect. Well, then, I mean, that's the case. I don't know if Garcia is. Too. He's been on AEW a few times now. So yeah, but he doesn't have a contract with AEW. Hammerstone is contracted, and he's their heavyweight champion. That's true. Alex Zane is... I'm not sure what he's doing, but he's been on WWE until recently. And now he's on Impact and Ring of Honor. So, you know... So yeah, but is. I don't think he's under contract to either one of them. That makes him independent. All right. Well, we're not sure. All right. So, Mike Bear... Let's just... Look, just concentrate on prospects in here, maybe. Mike Bear, uh, Bailey. This is from Michael Flynn. I'm sorry. Mike Bailey, Chris Dickinson, Warhorse, Danny Limelight, and O'Shea Edwards. I'll throw in, what about Chris Dickerson and Danny Limelight out of that list? I love Danny Limelight, Chris Dickinson, fantastic. I know he just won the title for an organization that runs once every five years. But he freaking, uh, guy's one of the top prospects, in my opinion. He, though, runs, to me, runs into the a similar problem that Effie's going to have. I'm not sure that his character translates to WWE. Right, 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 right. He's definitely, um, but, I mean, they can always do something. He's got the look, you know, for sure. Oh, he's absolutely got the look they're looking for. And, and we've seen him at Bloodsport. He's phenomenal. Now, I got Jesse from New Hampshire here. Now, he's got a couple people on his list here. And I'm going to tell you, some of these guys you're not going to agree with in terms of are they indie or not. But we'll read them off anyway. All right. Jacob Fatu, Dan Housen, Alexander Hammerstone, Miranda Gordy, and Brian Anthony. Oh, I know you're very familiar with from Northeast Wrestling. So, since I think you're going to disqualify... Hammerstone and fought too. Let's look at two of these guys here. Dan Housen and Brian Anthony. Brian Anthony has been great for the last 20 years. I don't know how much of a prospect he is. Uh, he's got to be heading towards 40 years old, for Christ's sakes. But I, I think people are using the terms independent and prospect very liberally. Yes. But I, but I do agree with the level of wrestlers that they're talking about. Brian Anthony's uh, absolutely fantastic. I've seen Dan Housen live, and he's phenomenal. So so I got no problem with the picks that he's making. I just have problems with the words that people are using to describe him. So you just don't think these guys are indie prospects? You think a lot of Yeah, J Jacob Fatu uh, is about as much of an indie prospect as fucking Batista. I would not agree with that, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Now, I got... Mike Cadwell here, Michael Caldwell from Mikey and Fred Facebook page. He's got Stallion Rogers, FKA oh. Kurt Stallion, Justine Taylor, Jake Logan, Sam Adonis, who's actually the brother of Corey Graves, and Funny Bone. Now, Sam Adonis, I believe, has been doing some work in NWA here and there. Oh, no, I'm very familiar with Sam Adonis. Have you seen Funny Bone? I have not. It sounds very familiar. I have not seen Funny Bone either, so uh, good job pulling one out that neither one of us have actually seen. Yeah, Mike Caldwell might be pulling people. Remember, he's he's out of base of Texas, too. 
So he might be pulling some people from Yeah, Texas he might be pulling people from that north. I mean, I think he's from what? Southwest Texas? I'm not sure, but he's, yeah, he's in the Texas. Yeah, he might area. be pulling people from that, like that San Antonio area. Well, last but not least, I think you'll appreciate this list. Producer Joe, he's got Daniel Garcia. No, I don't think that guy's a prospect at all. He can't wrestle a lick. He's got Daniel Garcia. I think you're going to. Starboy Charlie, who works for GCW. No, Cesar, I know Starboy Char- Charlie. Cesar, the executioner out of Knockout Championship Wrestling. Uh, sure. Chris, Chris Deckerson and Effie. So I would say, you know, that's a good list of independents. I, 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 yeah, you know, and I'll talk more about this on my list, obviously. I, I think Effie has got unlimited potential. If they let, if if an organization lets him be happy, I think he's got a much better shot in AEW than he does in WWE. But that's just me. All right, I'm gonna give you a list too, real quick, before you so you can sit on that for a minute. I did put some MLW guys on here. I did have Hammerstone and Jacob Five too, because I saw well, that. Enough. That explains that look on your face when I said they're not independent wrestlers. To me, they're not yet. They're gonna be on a bigger stage at some point. These two in particular. Absolutely. My my problem is, is if you're contracted, you're not independent. Okay, well, I mean, they're de- all right. So they're heavy on the prospects, light on the independents, maybe. Yeah, they're one hundred percent prospects. Yeah, Roxy. I don't sure if you've seen her yet, but she is the new Ring of Honor Women's Champion. She's nineteen years old. She's been wrestling wow. since twenty. She's been training since twenty sixteen. So what I'm hearing is you're looking to get your rocks off. No. <laughs> She's been training 16. They first year or so, she didn't even really take bumps. They just would work on the fundamentals with her. This girl is very wow. sound. I love that. Yeah. And you're, I think you're going to like her when you get a chance to see her. Dude, also, I can I can teach people the bump. Bumping is uh, something that fundamentally either you get or you don't get. When it comes to teaching people technique, I don't think we spend enough time on it. I love the fact they spent the whole year teaching her technique. Yeah, whole year because they, basically she got her parents to sign a permission to get her over there. I think she worked a lot eventually with Booker T's reality wrestling school as well. Calvin Tankman, I also put him on the list. He's part of MLW, but I've seen him in GCW as well and other promotions. Super heavyweight. I think he's got the look and potential. And another guy, Brian Johnson, who's part of Ring of Honor. He's feuded with Dan Housen. Guy can cut a promo, and I think he might be one to look out for. Nice. Now, what do you uh, got? So, so, so for my list, I got Dan Housen. After seeing Dan Housen this week or last week, the personality that this kid's got live, I don't think that it translates as much on TV as it even as it even comes close live. He's just full of entertainment. I'm a big Chris Dickinson fan. He is. Definitely on my top five prospects. One that I haven't seen on anybody's list is Big Bacon, Brad Hollister. He's gonna. He's one of my prospects who I'm a big fan of. He's legit. We saw him a couple years ago now against freaking Matt Riddle, and the two of them just tore the house down at Dodd Stadium. Uh, number four on my list is going to be Effie. I think Effie, once again, is one of those characters that translates in person. I could tell you. He was absolutely phenomenal and translated. You know, when you talk about young prospects, I think we need to go with Jay Lethal. I really, no, sorry. I was going by other people's rules that they didn't have to be young prospects or 
independent. There's um, a lot of prospects out here. <laughs> but I think that another prospect, and I, I don't think I've heard him mentioned anywhere near enough, I like Jonathan Gresham. He's under That's contract, five. He is under yeah, contract. Yeah, but it's coming to an end within like three weeks. Okay. Well, I made that. All right, I made that up. All right, I'm going to. I'm going to just concentrate on who we got mostly on this list. All right, so I'm going to include Hammerstone. I will, however, also include Effie. He made quite a few lists, and I think he's definitely should be in here. And yeah. I think you know, even though he possibly has already signed to AEW, I think this guy's up and coming. I'm going to put Daniel Garcia on him. Absolutely, I, and I I love Daniel uh, Daniel Garcia, and I think he's very up and coming. And I have no argument with him actually being on this list because, like I, I said, either. he's not signed under a contract. I don't either. I I think Garcia might have the most potential out of all these guys. It's hard to say. Effie's the most flamboyant, and he's really making a lot of waves out in GCW Effie, right now. Well, Effie also checks every box. I mean, he yeah. fits into your cancel culture. He fits into your very pure wrestling in the sense that he can actually wrestle his ass off, and he's a great character. So I think hard, hard, Effie, not, hard not to like Effie. I think with Effie, it's just a question of will he sign with a bigger promotion. He really loves doing – the independence. He's recently. I also well. I, I don't think. I don't think he'll get the freedom if he signs with a larger promotion. I think that's why he loves doing independence. So I'm going to yeah. keep Effie at three, and I'm going to put this down to Hammerstone and Garcia. Hammerstone has that look. I know we're talking about his already signed. Hammerstone could be a bigger deal, but I'm going to go a little different here. I don't know if Hammerstone. I mean, maybe he gets signed to AEW, but I don't think he's passing a wellness test policy. Anytime soon. You think? So, so for that reason, out of the three of them, I'm going to go with Daniel Garcia. I think he's got the best shot. He's already appearing on AEW. They've put him in matches I, with CM Punk. I love, I love Daniel Garcia. I love Daniel Garcia. I think he's absolutely incredible. He's, he's a great worker. And I want to agree with you deep in my soul. But you're out of your fucking mind if you think he's got a brighter future than Hammerstone. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> he's already there, though. <laughs> no, Hammerstone um, is a guy who could walk in next week and challenge Kenny Omega for the belt. Daniel Garcia is a great worker and will be a workhorse for the next 20 years. But he's never going to challenge for anything more then maybe, I don't know, the new TBS cha championship? I think, I'm not sure I agree with you on this one. I think you might be disqualifying Garcia based off his leg size. But that's just me. I am, I'm just, I, I am unfortunately qualifying <clears throat> him because even in AEW, where the wrestlers are smaller, he looks small. He looks like an athlete to me. But that being said, me and you aren't going to come to an agreement on this one completely. I do believe that if I just take a look, Hammerstone actually did get more votes though. Right, let's find out here. Let's see. Hammerstone's got a bright, bright future. You know what's funny is I think they actually got about the same amount of votes. Tied? Yeah, they tied. Three and three. I now, now I gotta tell you, I 
I honestly believe that that's because we see Daniel Garcia on AEW every week. Yeah. If we saw Hammerstone every week, I think it would be different. And I think that that's where it, it hurts them a little bit. Well, I mean, gonna, we see him every week. I'm talking about the people who don't watch MLW every week. Yeah, and Hammerstone just got an injury, too. He is supposed to be back. But, you know, that's one thing about Garcia. Like, you know, right now, I mean, if he stays injury-free, uh, we'll see what happens. I don't well, he's know. not going to tear a muscle anytime soon. I'm t- you're really attacking this kid. This guy is a phenomenal wrestler. I do not. I love Daniel Garcia. I think Daniel Garcia is fantastic. I mean, he's a normal sized guy, a little bit bigger, probably. Hi, he's absolutely a normal sized guy if, if I wanted someone who worked at Chili's. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how tall he is or how big he is, but uh, I don't know. Uh, he looks like a normal sized guy. Uh, to he'd, me. Make he a like great, he'd make a great bouncer at the neighborhood dive. I wouldn't want to tackle with him. All right. That's it, folks. I think we're going to have to call this one because me and him aren't going to agree. So get at us in your comments. Let us know what you think. Garcia, Hammerstone could go either way. But this is the Working you can, Fans Podcast. You can agree with Dave or you can be right. <laughs> Working Fans Podcast. We're out. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week.